In this episode, we're going to look at improving the accuracy of the eyewitness testimony by using the cognitive interview. The cognitive interview is based on psychological understanding of memory. Fisher and Geiselman in 1992 claimed that the eyewitness testimony could be improved if the police used techniques based on psychological insights into how memory works. They called it the cognitive interview to indicate its foundation in cognitive psychology. Rapport is established with the interviewee using four main techniques. One, report everything. Witnesses are encouraged to include every detail of an event, even if it seems irrelevant or the witnesses are not confident about it. Seemingly trivial details could be important and may trigger other memories. Two, reinstate the context. The witness returns to the original crime scene in their mind and imagines the environment and their emotions. This is based on the concept of context-dependent forgetting. Cues from the context may trigger recall. Three, reverse the order. Events are recorded in a different order, from the end back to the beginning or from the middle to the beginning. This prevents people basing their descriptions on their expectations of how the events must have happened rather than the actual events themselves. It also prevents dishonesty. Four, change the perspective. Witnesses recall the incident from other people's perspectives. How would it have appeared to another witness or to the perpetrator? This prevents the influence of expectations and schema on recall. The schema are packages of information developed through experience. They generate a framework for interpreting incoming information. Plus, the enhanced cognitive interview by Fisher et al. in 1987 developed additional elements for this. This includes a focus on the social dynamics of the interaction, for example, knowing when to establish and relinquish eye contact. The enhanced cognitive interview also includes ideas such as reducing the eyewitness's anxiety, minimising distractions and getting the witness to speak slowly and asking open-ended questions. One strength is research support for the effectiveness of the cognitive interview. A meta-analysis by Konkin et al., in 1999, combined data from 55 studies comparing the cognitive interview and the enhanced cognitive interview with the standard police interview. The cognitive interview produced an average of 41% more correct information than the standard interview. Only four studies showed no difference. This shows that the cognitive interview is effective in helping witnesses recall information that is available but not accessible. As a counterpoint, Konkan et al. also found increases in the amount of inaccurate information, especially in the enhanced cognitive interview, because they had quantity over quality. Therefore, police officers need to be very careful about how they treat eyewitness evidence from cognitive interviews. One limitation is that some elements of the cognitive interview are more useful than others. Milne and Bull in 2002 found that each individual technique of the cognitive interview alone produced more information than standard police interviews. But they also found that combining report everything and reinstate the context produced better recall than any other technique individually or combined. This casts doubt upon the credibility of the overall cognitive interview because some of the techniques are less effective than others. Another limitation of the cognitive interview is that it is time-consuming. Police are reluctant to use the cognitive interview because it takes more time than the standard police interview to establish a report and allow the witness to relax. 
The cognitive interview also requires special training, but many forces do not have the resources to provide more than a few hours training. This suggests that complete cognitive interview is not realistic for police officers to use, and it might be better, as suggested, to focus on a few key elements.